In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what is B-Sides Bordeaux? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring what is B-Sides Bordeaux. Joining me today to discuss this is Alan Liska and Tim Gallo, organizers of B-Sides Bordeaux. Alan and Tim, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. And thank you for having us on the podcast. Really enjoy listening to it and looking forward to the conversation. Doing fantastic. And, and thanks for having us. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So one thing I just realized as we started getting going is that we probably needed to find who's Alan and who's Tim. So Alan, go ahead and uh, if you could just speak up, say hi. Hi, this is Alan. That's Alan. Okay. And then people aren't going to remember it anyways. But And then we have Tim. <laughs> hi, this is Tim. As you can tell, I don't have multiple guests on all the time, so uh, something to make note of in the future is that I need to uh, probably introduce you guys individually. That's fine, though. Um, we'll keep all this in unless I run out of time, and then I will go back and re-edit it. But anyways, so um, to start off, I kind of want to get your experience with B-Sides events and, and maybe why it inspired you to start a B-Sides event. You know, I, I've been involved in the um, B-Sides Nova, B-Sides DC, and, and, and a few others as an attendee and a presenter. And I love the B-Sides culture. And, and I love the, the framework that B-Sides has built up where the focus is really on providing valuable security information at a at an affordable price to as many people as possible. And I, and I just think that's just a fi- fantastic ideal to live up to. Yeah. In my experience, uh, so I've been uh, an attendee at, at B-Sides Nova um, in Northern Virginia, B-Sides uh, Boise, and at both an attendee and a uh, volunteer at uh, B-Sides PDX or B-Sides Portland, um, and helped with the organization there. It, it, that's exactly it, right? It's about bringing uh, core security talks to individuals at a, at, you know, in a in an environment that is friendly. It's easily accessible, and both financially as well as from uh, a uh, from a, uh, from a uh, uh, technology track mind uh, uh, footprint, if you will. I think it's uh, I think it's really a great construct. And it, it allows for more regional communications and more regional interaction between information security professionals, which I think is something that we see is, is kind of lacking. Um, a lot of times there's, you know, big conferences that everybody wants to go to and you end up with large groups of people and you're not always going to get to what you want to get to uh, with the B-sides. Uh, the B-sides mentality is let's have small conferences that are regionally focused. They bring in good talks, good people, and uh, they are readily accessible to, to all members of the information security community. So I think some of our listeners are thinking right now is, wait, did I just hear they're in the Virginia community? But we're talking about a B-Sides conference in in France. Not Nebraska, not Nebraska-Bordeaux, but France-Bordeaux. So like, what what made you guys want to do a conference in France? Um, so, uh, as a side hobby, I write about wine, um, and, uh, I've been to Bordeaux a number of times, uh, because of 
my passion for wine. I absolutely love it. In fact, I start any talk I give with, if you want to know how to fish me, just send the picture of a redhead dressed in a Batgirl suit carrying a bottle of Chateau Margaux, and I'm going to click on whatever link you give me just for the effort <laughs> you've done. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is there's a really big entrepreneurial community within Bordeaux. Um, I, I got involved with a, a, an organization called 33 Entrepreneurs in Bordeaux, uh, which 33 is the area code. So it wasn't that there were 33 entrepreneurs. It's the area code for Bordeaux. Um, and uh, uh, got to meet some of the startups that they were funding and uh, uh, talk to some of the developers they were working with. And then from there, got to meet some other startups and, and other developers that, you know, and, and so app developers, programmers, all kinds of really cool technology things that are going on in Bordeaux. Um, and so to, that kind of inspired me because that kind of, uh, activity is exactly what B-Sides represents. Um, and in talking to Jack Daniel, uh, 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 um, when I first had the idea, um, you know, he told me that there had never been a B-Sides in France. And, and I thought, well, great, this is sort of the perfect way to go. Um, but I've never organized. I volunteered, but I've never organized the B-Sides before. So I reached out to Tim, who I've worked with on a number of projects, um, and, uh, you know, asked him if he'd be willing to step in and, uh, and assist. And then we found uh, a, a couple of other security professionals who are in France who we've partnered with. So there's really four of us, five now, um, that, that are the core organizers of, uh, uh, of, of this B-Sides. Um, and, and, you know, and, and we've got a really good core group of people that are involved. So I guess what's it been like then organizing B-sides Bordeaux? It, it's it's interesting because there's a lot of the uh, a lot of the things uh, that you use for organization uh, thanks to the interwebs <laughs> make it actually a, a lot easier for us to to get uh, to to maintain engagement right yeah just like we do in in things like our podcast. Uh, and whatnot, using Google Docs, um, leveraging uh, 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 management tools like Busy Conference, uh, make it easy for us to take a look at uh, papers that have been submitted uh, uh, to, to provide uh, feedback on the papers to the authors as well as to each other to determine whether something is uh, we want is a talk that we want to have. Um, uh, you know, working with the venues can actually be done very well uh, as well remotely. You know, were we doing this 20, 30 years ago, uh, it would be, you know, so much more difficult to try to set up a conference than it is to, to do it today. This, the functionality, the fact that we can have, you know, sort of regular conference calls or discussions and share this information, you know, in near real time makes it a lot easier for us to do this kind of coordination and then to really, you know, manage the entire conference, it gives us the ability to have people, you know, globally doing this work. So that's, that's what I'm really starting to like about listening to you guys talk about this is that you've decided that I love, I love this aspect of, you know, this area. Uh, we've already got plenty of other B-sides going on around us. Let's set up a conference on there. I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, this isn't really a question. It's just, I love that initiative. And that's like, that I feel like opens up a whole 
a lot more possibilities for people to say, well, hey, I like going to this place. Let me start up a conference over here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that the, you know, obviously, if you are in an area, you you know the venues. You you know that that part is a little bit easier to scope out. That was actually one of our biggest challenges was getting a venue lined up. Not so much getting the venue finding of the venues as much as getting somebody to respond to my broken French. Um, <laughs> you, you know that 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 was a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. But you know if there's an area that you love. And you have gotten to know people there. You know that's sort of the other aspect of this. You can't just say, you know what, I really love Rome because I went to it five years ago. Right. You've got to. Have, it's some place you have to have visited times and 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 have contacts there so that you have people to fall back on and and, and rely on for help. Um, and it also helps that you know uh, uh, Tim and I are are olds. So we've been in this industry a long time. That means that we're able to pull on our contacts a little bit. So we we you know immediately lined up some really cool keynote speakers, um, and, and that attracts uh, people right away. When you can say, yeah, you know, these well-known people, uh, you know, have agreed to uh, to come and and talk at our conference. That adds legitimacy to what we're trying to do. Alan's being really generous when he says we're old. well and then yeah to your point too is that you said i i see the startup community i you know you talk to jack daniels and it's like we don't have anything there it's like well i want to help too so i i I really like that aspect i think that's certainly something to be commended um and you spoke about the you know having to, to do your broken french to try and get things done obviously like you said you have people there so that probably helps a little bit but have you noticed a lot of like people from the area trying to like submit CFPs or want to present there? Yes, actually um, we have, and and this surprised me. um, We have people from all over the world that have submitted, but we have three or four French researchers who have submitted papers, but we have people from Brazil. We have people from the United States, from Sweden, from Norway, um, uh, uh, England, who have all also submitted uh, 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 the uh, uh, talks. So uh, our our call, our call for papers owns uh, or ends August 11th. I'm not sure when this is going to air. Yeah, um, so this will be definitely be after that, right? So, um, um, but you know, and, and that's fine because we have more talks than we know what to do with. I, I was amazed, especially because we're a first year conference. We're not offering any kind of travel assistance or anything. These are people who are willing on their own dime to come and share their thoughts with the security community, uh, and and to me that that's amazing. But I'm really excited about the 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 French speakers that that we have and, and the French researchers that we have submitting, getting to get their ideas out, getting to get their thoughts uh, uh, um, out and share that with what will largely be a French audience. See, and, and that's one of the things I think that's important is, um, you know, in, in there have been other security conferences and, and other discussions held in France, but a lot of them have primarily focused on the French audience. And I think one of the other things that we're getting out of this is because of the because of the location, you're getting uh, speakers from all over the world that want to come speak at this event, and you're getting French uh, French researchers who want to speak 
to what ostensibly is not only a French audience, but is is you know very you know very likely a global audience. So it's really interesting because we're we're seeing this this uh, this interest um, that I was you know when I saw that some of the locations that these uh, that the papers have been submitted from. I was incredibly impressed because you know the idea of somebody you know from Brazil submitting uh, a paper uh, to our to our B sides conference in Bordeaux that that's a lot of dedication that's a that's a long flight. Yeah. So I, I mean, are there concerns over that language barrier? No. Um, you know, we have. Uh, you know, we we made it clear up front that we want whether it's English or French. We want people to present their talk in, in, in the language of choice. I realize that, you know, it, it may be difficult for some people to switch back and forth from, from French to English. But I think if we're in France, we want people to present in their natural language. We don't want this to be a, um, a barrier to somebody coming to, to present at the conference. Um, and and I, I figure if you're coming to French... To France, you should probably know enough French to be able to at least understand what they're talking about or or read their slides. Um, y- you know, the, uh, um, it, that may wind up being completely wrong. Like we may it may turn out that that our plan for this was the completely wrong headed. But that's what B sides is for. It's for experimenting, mm-hmm. and and this is one of the ways that we want to uh, to experiment to give people the chance to present in the language they're comfortable in. Right. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, if I were there and, you know, I, I don't know anything about uh, any French whatsoever. Uh, I've taken German and Spanish. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the extent of my foreign languages. But I could also see where, you know, maybe I don't go to the French talk, but I'm talking to someone from the area out in the hall or something. So I think there's some great networking opportunities there from from, you know, another country, essentially. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, from from our perspective, one of the things that we're hoping, you know, we've already been very lucky with some of our sponsors um, uh, and, and gotten some good sponsors in place. Um, but we're hoping that we can attract even more sponsors because it, it's very hard for companies in the United States to break into the French InfoSec community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tim, Tim and I have both worked for uh, a large U.S. security companies, and we know the challenges there. This is a chance for them to directly connect with the French infosec community in a, in a sort of a relaxed, non-salesy environment. You know, not we're, we're, we don't take just like any B-sides, we don't take uh, uh, paid-for presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you sponsored and you want to come to the conference and set up a booth and, uh, you know, chat with people, uh, uh, you know, and get to understand, you know, what, the truth on the ground about the French InfoSec community, this is a great place to do that. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's Bordeaux. I mean, <laughs> if someone's going to get to go to France and spend some time in Bordeaux talking security and then probably uh, afterwards go go get some wine or, or uh, you know, see the sights of the city, which which speaking of that, like what is there to do in Bordeaux? Like, you know, obviously people are going to be traveling a lot, but it's also going to be a town that you're going to be, you know, seeing after after the event or even potentially before the event. Right. So one of the big things is um, uh, Bordeaux earlier this year opened the world's largest wine museum. Um, it, they they 
dub it the Disneyland of wine, um, which is awful marketing, but that's what they've decided to call it. Um, and, and, and it looks like a giant boot against the sky, but it's got just history, uh, you know, thousands of years of history of wine um, on, on multiple uh, levels. And they do constant wine tastings there from around the world. So it, it's it's a really cool thing to go see. Um, and that won't be too far from where we're, uh, where the conference is being held. Uh, we're trying, no promises, we're actually trying to secure happy hour after the conference at the first brewery to ever open up in Bordeaux. I, I, I know it seems weird to go to a brewery in uh, wine country, mm-hmm. but the fact that there's an entrepreneur out there that decided that they, in the middle of Bordeaux, they wanted to open a brewery, to me, that seems like that would be a great place to go and, and, uh-huh. and connect with people. And, you know, security people love their beer. Right. Yeah. Uh, tons of wine tours, tons of museums, um, uh, amazing food, uh, you know, the, you know, and and the whole city is walkable. You can go from one end of Bordeaux to the other in a forty-five minute walk. So whenever I go there, I always wind up losing weight because I, I don't need <laughs> car. Um, I eat like crazy, but um, I, I lose weight because I walk everywhere. Tim, what about you? Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as going to Bordeaux, there's you know the the wine the the, the Disneyland of wine. Uh, is one of the things that, that that I'm I'm really looking forward to. Also, doing some chat, you know, going to some of the chateaus uh, in general, just to, to see um, uh, to see some of the, the 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 vineyards. I think is key. I am kind of a beer snob, uh, so the idea of going to the the idea of going to the uh, the, the brewery is actually very intriguing to me. Uh, simply because Bordeaux is a place known for known for its viticulture and uh, the idea of of some some rapscallion upstart creating a, a brewery there uh, is uh, is very uh, is very intriguing to me coming from where I, where I you know where I currently reside, which is uh, chock full of of uh, microbreweries. Um, so so that to me is a great opportunity, and just in general. Um, you know, being able to just uh, get around uh, and spend some time uh, in France, you know, see the river, whatnot, I think is is really uh, is really an opportunity for uh, 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 for me. Aside from the uh, the conference itself. Okay, that's good. So so let's talk about the venue. Where is this B sides actually going to take place? We're, we're hosting it at a hotel called Mama Shelter, um, which is a really off-kilter hotel. So it kind of fits in well with the whole theme of, uh, uh, of B-Sides. Um, yeah, Mama Shelter, it's a very small chain. They've got uh, – they think they may even have one or two in the U.S. now, um, but they're primarily a European-based um, uh, 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 hotel chain. Yeah, they've got a. Uh, I think I know they got one in uh, in L.A. and I thought they had one in New York, but maybe not. I know there's definitely one in Los Angeles. But yeah, primarily European. Um, they're you know it's it's a neat little venue. They have a, they have their own sort of rooftop bar. Uh, they're they're near the River Garonne, so it, it, you know it, it, in Bordeaux. So it's it's a beautiful 
beautiful location, and I think uh, I think it's a good spot for our uh, for our conference for the first uh, for the first time. Yeah, they've got a really interesting YouTube video up on their site that I watched before before we hopped on together, <laughs> uh, which I might link in the show notes if you have a chance. You should definitely go check it out. It's uh, it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, that looks that looks uh, looks really good. So who should attend besides Bordeaux? I I always think of the B sides conferences as a way for you know experienced people and inexperienced people to to meet in an environment that is unpretentious and pretty friendly. Um, the reason I say that is is because B sides B sides conferences in general will draw and should draw people that are new to the industry because it's again easily accessible uh, from a, both a, uh, a topics perspective as well as a uh, as well as a price and cost perspective um, typically they're held very regionally so uh, you know obviously we want to get a global audience however you know the intent the expectation is the primary the primary source of our of our attendees will be uh, from the region which is good uh, and these these environments really open up to, you know, open up for uh, new uh, new information security people or people that have uh, never even in you know sort of engaged in security topics, but maybe involved in IT topics or physical security topics, have other areas of expertise to engage with people who may have you know a, you know deep knowledge on a single on a single topic or may have done research on a, on a, on a specific, on a specific thing and want to learn more about it. Um, and not only do you get those talks because these are, you know, smaller events, smaller venues, there's this natural compression that happens with humans, right? When you've got small groups of people, uh, engaging in, in, you know, discussions, you end up seeing a lot more, uh, a lot more information sharing and, and, a, a, you know, a, a lot more connection. That the results of that turn into uh, a more dynamic, uh, a more dynamic set of topics for follow-on, uh, follow-on events, but also for better connections with uh, for people that are new to the industry, or uh, for new ideas to be uh, given to people that are that have you know as Alan has called us and I have uh, encouraged us to be called old. Right, <laughs> by bringing in new blood and new ideas, and having that sort of natural human compression, you have those conversations, and suddenly something that you hadn't considered or hadn't hadn't thought about uh, is brought to you by somebody who's looking at it from a new from a new perspective or a new set of eyes. So when I when you ask who should who should attend, I often think that you know anybody who's interested in just learning about information security or talking about it. Uh, should attend, and because these are you know one-day events, they don't you know we're, we're not talking about long-term you know multi-week commitments to to a class uh, a class of some kind. This is important, and I believe that uh, you know anybody that's interested in infosec should 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 attend. Yeah, and and a perfect example of what Tim was saying is that our closing keynote is uh, going to be Suzanne Mustasich. She is an editor for Wine Spectator, and that seems like an unusual person to have at a, as a keynote for a security conference, but she's done a lot of research 
into how the uh, wineries in Bordeaux are fighting wine fraud in China, which is a huge problem for them. Uh, uh, you know, the, with with very lax laws, uh, the uh, Chinese, especially the the expensive Bordeaux wines. There's a lot of fraud that goes on and a lot of counterfeit wine that's presented as real in China. And so the, the, these wineries that have been operated for thousands of years have had to take steps that they've never had to take before to combat this. Things like putting serial numbers uh, uh, all, you know, on the, you know, in, in the wine bottle or tracking whether it's real or not using QR codes or things like that. So they're taking a high sort of a high tech approach to securing their wine. Um, and I think there are probably some valuable lessons that the InfoSec community can learn from the research that she's done and the work that she's done with the wineries on this huge problem that that wineries in Bordeaux face. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one of the things that when I was checking out the site, I noticed uh, about the conference that really made it unique was that you had someone like not necessarily in the industry, but having to deal with some of those same problems that we have. And it kind of took me back to some of my early times in IT before I got into security and going to a conference where they had the it was a secret service FBI uh, talking about, you know, credit card fraud. And, you know, they, they had a presentation on some of the stuff they were dealing with. So I I absolutely think that that's like that's really awesome. Uh, that that's that's your pretty much your closing keynote. I would I would absolutely stick around for for something like that because I just it's just so so unique and it's you know they they probably come up with a solution that maybe someone hadn't thought about before, uh, which could potentially be applied to you know someone else's job and and you know information security. Yeah, I mean we're all solving for uh, at the end of the day we're solving for security in different ways and different means and listening to the way that somebody is solving for it in, uh, in, a, in an entirely different space will provide you with insights. It may, you know, it may not be something that's direct, but it's going to give you insights into, you know, maybe I could do something different in, in my day-to-day and see how that affects my organizational security. Is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed? I mean, for me, the only thing is, you know, if, if you've got the budget, you know, don't be afraid of the language. We'd love to have you wherever you're located. Come to the conference. Um, we should be posting our schedule uh, the, the week of August 14th. Uh, so, you know, uh, that, that should drive attendance even more. We've done a pretty good job of, of selling our tickets so far. Um, but, but it's not one of those conferences like DerbyCon, obviously that sells out. immediately. We need to build a reputation first. Um, uh, so we definitely, you know, if if you've ever wanted to come to Bordeaux, this is a great excuse to do it. And, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll throw the plug out there that we, we can always use more sponsors right now, you know, uh, except for uh, uh, you know the, the sponsors that we have, uh, Dewar Security, O'Reilly, and Recorded Future, um, you know we've been funding a lot of this ourselves, uh, and we're happy to do that. It's great if we have sponsors that help uh, help help you know finish out the uh, our, our funding because it allows us to do mm-hmm. more for attendees. What what's your capacity for the venue? Sixty five. Oh wow! Okay. So it's 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 a relatively small conference, but I think for our first year, that's mm-hmm. an achievable goal. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. 
Uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure uh, we have the because I don't know if we've talked about the dates yet. Oh, so oh yeah, that's that's probably <laughs> one I have it right here as a third question. <laughs> skip right over. I'm sorry. Show up. I mean, you can show up in Bordeaux anytime you feel like it. But the, the conference itself is uh, Saturday, October 21st of uh, of this year. Um, so that would be, you know, that's what that's when we're shooting for uh, for attendees to be there. Obviously, having it on a Saturday, if you're you know in region, it makes it easy to get there and easy to get home. Uh, and if you're coming from uh, from a distance, it's uh, something to do on the weekend while you take a couple of days on either side of a vacation. Yep, absolutely. Yep, that's why I had that last question in there. So good. Job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is there anything else you'd like to plug? No, no. Again, well, we've we, got we got to get the website out there. Oh yes, yeah. so the website is besidesbdx.org. So besides b is in boy, d is in David, x is in X-ray. Dot org. And you can also follow us on Twitter. With uh, our Twitter handle is at besides bdx. All right, awesome. Well, uh, thank you for joining me to discuss what is besides Bordeaux. Yes. Thank you very much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thanks. That will do it. Hopefully you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one. Have a good one.